0: last year that she lived of course she had developed cancer and she was in a nursing home and she died in hampton new hampshire okay and she's buried in proper with her folks her mother and father. i don't
1: know whether i need to have you go back over some of this stuff now because i don't take that wasn't wrong i hate to do that to you that's all right <laughs> Sorry. Um, Let's start again here. I'm talking with Donald Barnaby um, and he's going to, poor thing, repeat some of the things he told me about his family since the microphone wasn't on. Should have taken notes. We can go through it quickly. Um, If you could give me, once again, when your
0: parents came to town, my, my grandparents Barnaby's came to Brookline in 1891. My father was born on Able Road, Brookline, in 1892. That's in the house
1: across from the Chandlers? Yes. The little one, okay.
0: Okay, and um, your mother's family was the Willettes. Yes, and they came to Brookline in 19, I believe 192. And they had twelve children. Okay.
1: Um, now which was, now? here's another question which I didn't even ask you before, um, you had mentioned
0: on the phone that, that you your family had gotten burned out at one point. Yep, we did, we lived ne- ne- next to the church. Do you know where Agnes and yep. Steve lived? Right yep. there. And they built that house afterwards. That was in 1948. Mm-hmm course you lose a lot of things that you can't replace. Oh, I know, I know. I know. Okay, just skipping
1: down quickly here, we had talked about the Fresh Pond Ice Company a little bit on the yeah. night of the fire, um,
0: and... That burnt in 35, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember burning, but I do remember hearing people talking about it. At the yeah, we were five years old at the time. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> it wasn't even that old, was Four, I Four okay. Three.
1: Eight, yeah. <laughs> no, that is a little young. And uh, you had talked about the Indians who came
0: to work. Um, they worked at the for the ice company. For the ice company, yeah. yeah. And you said th- the Indians were probably from up around where. Yeah, up way the Weirs in that
1: area. Up in Weirs, okay. Yeah. Okay. But you do remember the hurricane of '38. Yeah. And um, how all the logs sat in the Lindy Pond for several years. Several years before they were cut up and, and sold. Um, that was also the hurricane that
0: destroyed the OD pheasant and sawmill um, and didn 't destroy the mill, did it I guess it just put them out of business um, yeah, I think that's probably oh, yeah. correct,
1: yeah, and how your sister, your aunt Alice um, at that time was teaching um, at Daniel's Academy right for the sixth, seventh, and eighth grades um, in one room in <laughs> one year she had forty four children in one room. Um, and how the kids had all been sent home that day, but she was there working late. They had gone
0: home, I guess, before. Of course, back then the children seemed to learn, even though there was a large classroom. Of course, mm-hmm. the older ones taught the younger ones, so help helped them. Mm-hmm. And your brothers
1: came and your uncles came and uh, told Alice that she'd better get home because there was a big storm brewing. Yes. And she did. Exactly. <laughs> she was working late after school that day. Dedicated teacher, um, okay. Um, you went through school in Brookline, through Daniels Academy, and then you went to Milford High. Milford High for three years, and Nashua High for one year. Graduated from Nashua High. In 1949. In 1949, and then I uh, came back and worked at Bemis Bag in Pepperell, Yeah. Uh, until you retired. And then we were talking a little bit about the uh, Florence Barnaby House
0: and Florence yes. Barnaby herself. Yeah, my grandmother bought that house in 1920, I believe. Now, who did she buy it from? Do you have any idea? O.D. Pheasant. O.D. Pheasant, de okay. And then she she gave Starr and Florence a life tenure, I believe, I guess a life lease of it in 1935 when oh. they moved there. And then, Florence kept it until she was as she was able to stay there. Yeah. Okay. And,
1: um, Starr kind of did odd jobs? Yes. Yes. Near-do-well, I think is
0: what you said. <laughs> he, works, he worked uh, in mills and things like that, but he never really had, had steady work. And Florence worked, um, in air, packing yeah, apples? packing apples. The last part of her
1: working. Until she was 68. Yeah. And she used to run from her house to Proctor Hill Road to catch a ride every morning. <laughs> yeah, she was quite an active family. Now you said she had a journal.
0: Well, Is she, that still around? I think her brother has some. Okay. okay. She had several. She kept one every year. Oh
1: boy, that I, would be wonderful. I we may, could look at I some. I may time. have
0: some, and I'll look and see. Oh, that would be wonderful. Because that would be. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking for that kind of thing too. Because she would tell how many miles she'd ridden during that day on her yeah. bicycle, and things that like if anyone had died in the town, she'd put that in. It was quite interesting. Oh, it sounds actually invaluable if you're trying to reconstruct things.
1: You know, that's those are the kind of things you don't get easily. Um, okay, I think that's basically most of what we've covered. Um, tell me about the canon.
0: <laughs> I really don't know too much about it.
1: From what I understand. Um, I guess it was 1869, really. Fired it off to celebrate the centennial,
0: yes. and a couple people. A couple got people were hurt, and then they hit, hit it, buried it somewhere, and hid it away. In a, I guess it was in the sawdust pile when they, at the factory there below, right near where Route 13 is now, there on Meeting House, Mason Road, the Meeting House Hill. Okay, that was where it was. It was, um, and it was. They found it again for the celebration in 1919. Okay which was uh, 150th anniversary yes. of the town, and
1: a combination of a World War One welcome, welcome home, home. to
0: the soldiers, yes.
1: But then apparently it disappeared again. I, this, the, the, I get a chuckle out of this, it kind of disappears and then comes back for big...
0: Yeah. It <laughs> came back for the bicentennial. And they found the wheels in the barn where Nancy Howard lives now, Grace okay. Campbell lived there at that time. Okay. But I think now, I guess they know where it is now, don't they?
1: Well, I'm, they found the gun carriage and the wheels. Mm-hmm. I don't think gun carriage is not necessarily the cannon itself, oh, no. is it? No. So I'm not sure um,
0: if they know where the actual cannon is or if they just had it. I know when we had a bicentennial, they were talking then of having it mounted and putting it up somewhere. But they ne- it never happened. Yeah. Um,
1: do you remember if you. This is a real shot in the dark question, but um, do you have memories of anyone in your family um, telling um, legends about the stone house or the witch's den or things like that? Um, Those are sort of a few of our obscure legends, but (laughs) I
0: wonder if Dorothy Cook would know anything about that. You know them? Is she Betty Holzer? Cousin, cousin, though. Cousin. Okay. Yeah. I don't know them. I know Betty. I yeah. I'm sure if I talked to Betty, she could. Of course. They they didn't live in Brookline, but they were connected with the Hobbits. Their mother was a Hobbit, Okay. And they may have heard something. Because they're quite. They connection to Brookline go back a long time. mm mm-hmm. Um
1: town has obviously gotten a lot bigger since you grew up here. It was only around five hundred when I I was young. Now it's huge. Getting too, too big. <laughs> what were some of the things you what are some of the things you remember oddly from the early years? Some different I know that's a general question, but you know Well I the
0: or maybe not so cool. no every year they used to have a a uh, program at christmas time the school children would put on a program of course that was a big thing because a lot of the children didn't have very much then because it was hot during the depression and it was a hot time and then of course they kind of looked forward and then every memorial day they would have a parade and they would have a dinner and a speaker a band concert and then they would Go to the gra- cemeteries and put flags on the veterans' graves. And it was quite a. Of course, the World War One veterans were young then, and it was quite a. Yeah, you know, it's now true. It Makes a difference. When yeah. did those uh, stop? Must have been in the forties. Hmm. Hmm. I understand they used to, the fire department used to have dances also. Yes, they had a big following for dances. People from all the surrounding towns. Was, uh, they had uh, Ludwig's orchestra from Manchester, and he had a large following. I guess he played at Sick and at Silver Lake. They, had, they used to have a big time. Paid twenty-five cents, I think, for the dance. It's hard <laughs> to believe now.
1: <laughs> yeah. What did you do for recreation? What did you do for fun? That wasn't too much then.
0: You go swimming. Yeah, we used to be able to go swimming. Where'd you go? Well, way back, we'd go up to the, where the Jewish camp is now, because that was before they had bought it. Uh-huh. And then after that, we used, to, of course, I was, my aunt always had a place up on the lake, so I was all right, but a lot of them used to go to a swimming hole off of Bond Street and back of where Sullivan's live now, this path that goes down in the woods there. Oh, and there's a swimming hole there. There used to be. and you know, it's still there or not? On the I guess di- it's in the, the, the district path district. The distant River. What was it called?
1: Just a swimming hole. Just the swimming hole. To <laughs> yeah. do much fishing?
0: No, I never was one to do fishing. What was um, um? Let
1: me ask you. Going back to schools, I guess. Um, do you
0: remember how long a day you had? We used. To because we cause we'd have an hour off at noon, and a lot of the children that live near would go home for lunch. And I think we got out at three mm-hmm. thirty, and we started school in the morning. I think it was around quarter of nine. Now, neither of your parents went to school here. Oh yes, they must have. That's right. My father went to school where the Legion Hall is now. Okay, all the way through. I think so, and he went to Milford High, but he didn't graduate. And back then, of course, they could start school. They didn't have any set age, I guess they they whenever they wanted to. Yeah. And he started school when he was four years old. Four years old? He wanted, the older what children went, he wanted to go, so my grandmother thought that the teacher would send him home, but she didn't. She kept him, and he stayed with and then when no. Aldo Fezzerton saw that my father was going, he went along too, and he was only, he wasn't for till that following January, and he died at the same time.
1: <laughs> now where were your parents living then?
0: My, yeah. I mean, where was your father living then? Down in, in uh, South Brooklyn, where, um, you know, where Irwin's lived. You know where Mike Thomas lived, Yes. the next house this side, okay. between him and the Yankee Doodle. Okay. My grandmother lived there. From. So that would have been that school district. That's what I'm just yeah. trying to figure out. Yeah. Now, how about your mother? Well, my mo- mother, they uh, they lived in the alleyway, you know, Canal Street. Okay. And they, uh, when they lived there, they walked up to the school where Tomasos live now. Oh, all right. Okay. And then they moved up there, where my aunt lives now across from Tommaso's, and they walked downtown to school, because <laughs> that school had closed, I guess, in the meantime.
1: At that right? point. So, they yeah. w- was
0: it the uh, the Milford Street School there, the little, yeah they the old school there? there? and then the men, my mother went, I think she was one of the first group that went to the Daniels Academy when that was built. Okay. Okay. So, your father, oh no, he went all the way through, yeah. the little one. He went to, I think he went to the grammar school, too, up on Milford Street okay. at, at some time. I don't know which way. Sounds like
1: that was a period when there was a lot of shifting
0: yeah. around with the various school buildings.
1: Yeah. I think it sounds like they were trying to consolidate at that point instead of having the five school districts.
0: It's too bad that little school was sold because it was a real antique authentic schoolhouse, the one on Milford mm-hmm. Street. Mm-hmm.
1: Had yeah, I'd like little, to
0: get it back someday. It had a nice, had a tower with a bell and everything. Well, the pictures are, are great. Yeah, wow, they really are. Yeah. Well, maybe someday we'll get it back. Yeah. It's too bad that it because back then they didn't look they had it all, they just did what they thought was right. Yeah. Same as the railroad station that you hate to see things like that. But they did. They sold them out. At least they fixed it up. Yeah. As it opposed to nice. the school building. You know. Well you must remember. The different stores in town. Yes, Whitcomb store and Halls, and I can vaguely remember the post office being in Halls' store, and then it was moved down to Whitcomb's. Oh, all right. And then later on it was, when the store closed, they remodeled and had the entire store built for the post office.
1: Okay.
0: You don't remember when it was in the little, little building? No, that was before my time. Yeah. okay. I've heard my father say how when he was young, they would go, the young people would go to the tra- up to the railroad station, <laughs> see the train come in with the mail, and then they would follow the mail down to the post office. I suppose oh, that was something to do. that's wasn't, too much, wasn't too much to do. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: did you do in the winter?
0: Nothing much.
1: No, did you go skating or anything?
0: We used to some. On the, the lake? No, mostly a little. Dreams and things around. But back then, of course, we had lots of snow. And we could slide and ski. Mm-hmm. Of course, the ski toll in Brookline was one of the first ones in the area. It mm-hmm. started it back in the 30s. People used to come from all around. Of course, it was quite a trip back then from Boston to come up here. That's
1: true. That's
0: true. That's true. And the cars would be parked all the way up meeting House Hill. Wow. I can, rem- <laughs> I can remember that. My father was chief of police, and he would be up there all day long, Ticketing. and he would get two dollars for a day. That was quite a lot of money. but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much were the fines? That's not
1: <laughs> and
0: Whitcomb's would, uh, had rented the railroad station, and they would have a, like a restaurant and sell food and things there for these gears. So there was no building at the bottom of the slope or anything? I don't think so. No, that that wasn't there then. Mm. Of course, all they had was a rope tow back then. That's all anybody had, really, at that point.
1: So So everybody skied a lot, did some skating. Of course, but now the hinges have changed, so that it's really not
0: profitable to have a ski tow in Brookline. No, not unless you can make the snow. And then, of course, when the sun comes up, it hits the hill, and that melts it.
1: Mm.
0: the way the hill is situated.
1: But of course, the way it's situated makes it pleasant because it's warmer when you're skiing. <laughs> yeah. um, I' was trying to think what else I can plumb you for here. I may have to, you know, well, I'm always available. I was going to say I may have to get back to you on some things too as I sort yeah. of develop things more and more. Um, can think of any sort of funny experiences you had as a child here. Not funny, but interesting things that might have happened to you or somebody else. Or um, Alfie Hollies was telling me about how I know you're too young for this, but he and I believe Sonny Farwell and um, Hector, it was Hector Amosky, um used to go out skating on the lake. And while the ice company was still cutting, they would make a channel down the center of the lake for the the ice flows, and they would ride the ice flows down to the other end of the lake. No, you didn't do that. <laughs> you were it's three years they old. So. It's one that
0: they didn't get drowned. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that was kind of one of their exciting things. And way back, my grandmother Barnaby used to take fresh air children, mm-hmm. and they would come for the summer. I, I think they would come and stay two weeks, and then they'd get have the train and go back to Boston, and another group would come. And I think at one time she had around fifty boys. That was quite a few back then. Wow. Yeah. And Where did she house them all? She had bunk houses and things like that. Now which house was this? Where Irwin's live now. Okay. Wow.
1: What what was that in conjunction with was some, it, some was it
0: some Boston program? Some Boston church something? I think sponsored it or something. What did she do with fifty boys? And this is maxwell used to take girls she was living next to where Helen Rockford's house the house is all tumbled down next to the school okay you know, that's where they they had a camp there for the girls oh next to the the milford street school the old one that was a camp for the girls yeah there's was was a house out near the ball field there was there was a building and maybe it's gone now but they used to be there bunkhouse housing think. Like, there up on the knoll, back of the school mm-hmm. Towards the ball field. I don't know. So they, she had fifty girls. And I don't think she you knows how many girls she had, but she used to have the girls there. I'm just curious how one woman could deal with fifty boys for two. Well, she had help. <laughs> <I mean, she laughs> so. they were quite. A lot of them had would have clubs and everything. You had to watch them. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know one time when Camp Tevia opened, because my grandmother was quite. Older than this, Cadillac drove into her yard, and it was one of her fresh air boys. He was bringing his children up to Camp Terria, so
1: <laughs> wasn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. So they were all from Boston. These yeah. kids. Now she had she had every
0: two weeks she had a different group all summer long. Yeah. Wow. The different ones would go with them on the train. She'd have to call the railroad, I think, a day or two ahead in order to have the car on the train for them. What did she do with them? What did they do up here? Well, they used to go to the lake swimming and things like that. Yeah, go hiking and that yeah. sort of thing.
1: Isn't that interesting? I wouldn't I
0: mean, be able to stand that now, the way things are today. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little more difficult now. A lot of the things you have to deal with, unfortunately. The lifestyles have changed, so. Yeah.
1: Well, of course, you know, transportation is a lot easier now, so. Yeah. You know. That's interesting, that really is. I wonder what the girls did. I know it. Hmm. To, to pursue that one.
0: That's mm. an interesting story, then. Helen Ron quit I think mean, she, of course, it was her mother that had the camp. Of course, Helen's gone now. Now, is she the one lady who
1: lived in that house? Yes. Yeah. And she was the one who had the girls? Her mother. Her right. mother. Mm. So, yeah, that was kind of sad. Now was she a maiden lady?
0: Yes. She was. She'd lived in that house all her life then? Yes. Her, her uh, step grandfather, this man married her grandmother, was the one that was injured with the cannon in the centennial. Oh, really? And he was crippled after that. Well, he and his son apparently. Or maybe yeah. he and son. He was the son, his son, I think. His he father was the son. And he, and he, because he died way back, I think, went in around 1930 or 31. That poor house always looked like I I understood there was no heat in that house either. Oh, there was nothing there.
1: Nothing?
0: They used carried water for years. I don't know whether the well gave out or what the story was. Where'd she carry it from? They used to go down to the spring, down near, do uh, you know where Tories live now? Mm-hmm. Down down back there there was a spring, they used to go down there and get water. Wow. Yeah. Well, way back, People, uh, every summer, people's wells used to go dry and they'd be carrying water all summer. That was really? before the days of artesian well, People today wouldn't be able to live like that. They wouldn't be able to stand it.
1: <laughs> well, we had three days a couple of years ago and we lost our electricity. It was all I could do to go. <laughs> wasn't that awful, though? But there was no heat in that house. And was there any electricity?
0: Yes. There was electricity. Well, what about Florence's house, now that I think of it? There wasn't much in that. There wasn't any there. See, she never had electricity till they put that well in for her and in order to have electric pump they put in the electricity but it was only in the kitchen i think and it in the other rooms mm-hmm. how did she heat the house Woods. she had a wood stove, wood stove. in the kitchen okay. and then she didn't put much wood in at the time just one or two sticks because she was she was very much afraid of fire always was well, i can see why living in this town <laughs> she uh she said the first thing she ever remembered was the bed being on fire in Pepka when she was just a little child. Oh, and she said that kind of marked her with fire. I can understand that. Like if anybody burnt grass or anything, she would go all to pieces and all they'd have an awful time with it. Really? I remember one time they had a forest fire nearer the towns in Line and she went all to pieces and Went to the lake pond there and got water and up on the roof with a broom and wet the roof and all that. And my aunt, my father's sister, was visiting from the White Mountains and she was sewing. And then her daughter had an accordion and they were playing out there in the yard. And somebody went by and said they had to get an orchestra down. They had to quiet Florence Vanderbilt down because she went all to pieces with the fire. So. Yeah.
1: Well, and I suppose being in town during the, the ice company fire and, you know, yeah. that probably didn't help her a whole lot. No. Now, what? Um, she was not alive during the meeting house fire.
0: No. She wasn't in Brookline then? No. I was trying to think who would know something about yeah. that. There's not too many left now. I know. The best
1: we can do is find someone whose father might have told them about it or something yeah. like that. I, you know, it's those kind of stories coming down, and, yeah. you know, and it's hard to locate. I I can ask I Covered most of the things I can think of. I, I'm enjoying your story so much. Well, if anything else you think of, you, you can call me, you can call me. Well, as I said to Althea, as this sort of develops, I'm going to have to come back to people in it, right. you know. Um, and this this first round is kind of just exploratory and introductory. <laughs> um, and you know, as we get into one topic after another, um, I know you did a lot of work on the bicentennial. One time
0: there was a store up where Searles lived too. Of course, that was before my time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then during the 30s. Charette's had an ice cream place up um, on Meeting House Hill between where Jerry Phillips and the Savis live now. There was okay. an the ice cream place there. They used to sell Locke's ice cream because you know, Locke's came from Hollis. Mm-hmm. And they, had, they did a big business
1: there. <laughs> um, before the ball field was built, did, you, did, you, did the boys play much baseball or anything like that? No, I don't think so. Not much. Were there many organized games in town?
0: Things are sort of loose. Way back, I think there was before my time. There uh, They used to. Play, they used to play different towns. They had teams.
1: Mm-hmm. Baseball.
0: Yeah. Sort of like they do now. No. Like they do now? I don't think. Whenever they played Lunenberg, they would always get into a fight. I don't know why, but they always did. <laughs> what <laughs> other towns did they play? I think Townsend. And
1: so was it organized enough that they had uniforms and that sort of thing? I don't think they did,
0: as I can remember. I think it was.
1: Did your father play? No.
0: That was after he was older then. But before your time. Yeah, because my father was 39 when I was born, so he was more like a grandfather to me. <laughs> now, he stayed as police chief then for most of his life. He was until 46, yeah. Then, and then he, died. he died in 57. Did he retire then? And no, he worked for the state on the highway. Okay. And he was, got called out and they ended up downing well, I mean, the wrong way, you know where Nancy—not Nancy—Linda Holmes lives now. Yep. it's the truck. He had a heart attack in front of where Raymond Casey lives, and the truck went into the yard. Wheelers were living there then, where Nancy, where Linda Holmes lives now. Okay, and tipped over, and of course he was dead when they, before it tipped over, Of because he had the heart attack at the wheel. They were, they were lucky that no one else was hurt because they. Mm-hmm truck hit the car and pushed their car and pushed it right into the next, into the house, but nobody was hurt. And the children had been outside and just gone in a few minutes before. So everything worked out for them. Nobody was hurt. Except for your father. Mm-hmm. Well, that, he, they said he was dead before the truck tipped over. He had a man with him and he wasn't hurt either. Oh well, that's fortunate. So you never know. We're
1: um, thinking about doing a program in the spring on the bicentennial. Um,
0: well, if I can help you any, I will.
1: Well, you can, I'm sure. If <laughs> I was on the bicentennial committee. I know you were, and, and Marsha Farwell, I, I was talking to Marsha the other day, and I said I was going to meet with you, and she said, oh, that's wonderful, because he, he has a wonderful memory for things. Um, so we may give you buzz and see if you come help us put together some, we'd like to get some old films, and. I know some people have some. Um, there's a lot of stuff around them. Bicentennial do a uh, do a program, whether we do it at the Barnaby House or, or uh, in Town Hall, I don't know, it'll just depend on what we do. Um, I suppose they've got uh, a lot to do there, yeah, in that house. Yeah. <laughs> I think at this point we're at the point where we're just you know, taking this. Yeah the chimney covered up and the window's
0: back in, he's got to fix the back door. But my mother and father lived there for a short time, way, way, I think in 1923 or 4, mm-hmm. and plus, my mother was very timid, she never, she never would go down cellar in a house or upstairs or anything like that because she was so afraid. That's the way she was brought up, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. And she wouldn't stay alone, like that. overnight she wouldn't stay alone. Right in Brookline, right in the center of Brooklyn, She didn't stay alone overnight. So <laughs> awful to be like that.
1: <laughs> How many children did she have?
0: She had four. Four. So you have three siblings. Yeah, I had three. I had one left. The two died. Oh. Um, I know. I, I broke my arm. Fell and broke my arm and was in the hospital overnight. And she couldn't stay alone. She had to have somebody come stay with her. <laughs>
1: Now is your sibling that's left still around here? He lives in Townsend. He lives in Townsend. Okay.
0: My older brother, he died in 1970. He and my mother died together. She died in July, and he died in August. They had both had had strokes, and and uh, funny that they went so close together. Yeah, that's hard on the family. Yeah, and then my mother's sister died in September, and then my aunt have been. Maine, she would marry my father's other brother, David, and she died in October, so I had all that to tend to. Okay. And I didn't, a hard year. I didn't know that I was in charge of her affairs at all, but when she died, her sister called me from Maryland and said, well, you're in charge, because she, she, she named you to be in charge of everything. So I had to bring, have her body brought to Brookline and buried and all that. Then I had to sell her place at York Beach and tend to all that and she had been keeping house over 70 years, and she never threw anything away. So I had an awful mess to go through, <laughs> <laughs> just what I needed at that time. It's a lot of work, too, it really is. And then when farmers gave up that place, I had to have help on that, too, you know, through all that mess. My nephews did a lot on that, though.
1: Tell me, um, what, um, how did she have the house oh. set up, just out of curiosity? You walk in the
0: front door. There's a room on the right. Yeah, that was that, supposed to originally supposed to be the living room, I guess. Yeah. It's funny. It's laid out kind of odd because you can't go around. You have to go in the hallway to get into the that right. living room. That's
1: right. There's no circular. Yeah. And then there
0: was the then it's kind of the kitchen kind of goes on and yeah. on. Yeah. And then the, that room in between mm-hmm. originally was a dining room, I think. Oh, really? But I think later in the later years, as I remember going to see my uncle, he died in '40. They always had that kind of as a living room, that room off of the kitchen. That, okay. And then in back was the bedroom, and that small room was the bedroom. Okay. But they didn't use the upstairs at all? No. My grandmother rented that one time to a family that kept hens upstairs. <laughs> How many? <laughs> she had all that to clean up when they moved out. <laughs> they kept hens upstairs? Did they sell eggs? I don't think so. She just ate them. <laughs> uh, well, she knew better, that she shouldn't have rented it to them, but she knew how they were. Were they a Brookline family? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the house has had an interesting history. <laughs> yeah. Now, my mother lived there, but she never went down cellar or upstairs or anything cause she was so afraid. She didn't live there too long.
1: Good. She, she had all her stuff stored on the first floor of every house she lived in.
0: Yeah. Where do your children go up here to the, to yeah, the elementary school?
1: Well, two of them. I have one who goes to preschool in Nashville. Oh. So, you, you have to go get after her. her. Yeah. yeah, she
0: gets out at 11, 30, quarter, 12. So. I see where Cheryl Corby's grandmother died. Do you know her? Oh, which one? Cheryl. Cheryl uh, I know Cheryl. Yeah, her, her her mother's mother died. Phyllis. Her name was Poria. She was a Cummings. Cummings, right? Okay, because I know Willard is her Cheryl's great grandfather. Yeah. I feel sorry for Willard and Maggie. I got to go up and see them because that's the only child they have. Mm, she right. had a, a, a stroke and cerebral hemorrhage, and she didn't.
1: Now, yeah. where does she live? Nashua. Nashua.
0: Sunday morning, she had that, and she she died uh, yesterday never came to. Well, it's a blessing to go, better to go than to be living in an arm like that. Oh,
1: definitely, definitely. But that's too bad. How is Willard Cummings?
0: He's not too good. No? You know. Do you think he'd be at all able to talk to me? He might, after the Easter's over Yeah, might. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. They're going to be married 65 years on the 12th of October. Oh, wow. wow. But it's hard to lose your only child like that. It's but hard. His grandchildren will be good to them. But but his wife pushes him isn't well either she hasn't been well for a long time she's going to be 80 she's going to be 90 in the may
1: wow hmm. i don't know are, are, if you um if you go up to see him would you be at all willing to just ask him if it would be all right if it's not that's fine you know i understand
0: yes, because I, um, I know them well because they lived across from my folks years ago well when i was born i was two, I was old he said he saw me because i was born to home <laughs> so, well, tell me about Willie Cummings a little bit. Where, um, um, I think he, they came to Brookline in 27, okay. and they lived where Shirley Wright lives now. Do you know where she lives? I'm trying
1: to
0: think. Next to, do uh, you know where Felix and Moe, uh, yes. and that, the other end of their house, that's where she lives. Oh, all right. But yeah. And then in 1931, they moved up where they are now. Do you know where they live now on the way to Melbourne, near Melinda Pond? No, you know, that house sits up.
1: Oh, all right. Yes, it, it Yeah.
0: Where will it come? Where uh, Gail Tiley used to have his picture shop? Now.
1: Oh, is it right across from the sawmill? The
0: little, little sawmill there. The little sawmill is right next to his house. All right, right yeah. next. Okay,
1: so it's the house right next
0: to that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he, w- I think originally he came to Brookline to work at the ice house. They came from Hollis originally. Uh-huh. His wife was a na- Hollis native.
1: Yeah. So he must have worked at the ice
0: house. Yeah. Maybe another reason,
1: reason that i'd love to talk to
0: him he was like men back in the 40s i get early 40s i guess
1: we had him like the uh
0: christmas tree yeah last year. he's been operating on the of, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. oh, a shame it's been quite a responsibility for him because she has to get her out of bed and all and there really is no need of it because she's able she just When she was 75, she retired and hasn't done the thing since.
1: Now, this is his wife?
0: Yeah. She couldn't do dishes or get a meal or anything. He had to wait on her all this time.
1: Who did she retire from?
0: (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Sounds like an interesting character.
0: (laughs) Yep. Well, I I think she must have had a slight shock or something to turn her like that because she worked hard all her life. Like, she used to help him to the hay in and everything, but then to go off, just the opposite, There's something wrong, you don't need it being like that.
1: <laughs> no, especially when,
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a little difficult. <laughs> Phyllis, their daughter, used to go there two or three times a week and do the washing, and the granddaughter did all the shopping, Pam Austin, you know her? Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now Pam is their granddaughter? Yeah. Okay. I do I know.
0: This is Pam's mother that died. I don't know if there'll be trouble there or not, because she had remarried, the mother had so her father, their father died in '77. And sometimes when they mm. remarried there's trouble.
1: It's a big, I nice hope
0: the lawyer so. <laughs> I hope she had it uh, had a prenuptial agreement or something, because he had children and she has children, so it's kind of a mixed-up mess. You never know. You never know. And some people, you know, that least little thing, they'll make trouble. To me, I think it's awful to fight over dead people's things, but a lot of people do that. <laughs> it's, it's astounding how many do that. And something that really doesn't amount to anything. No, it's, it's
1: sentimental value, and it's, I think it's trying to hold on to something of the person that's gone, and you know that's all that that goes with it, but it's um, oh, it, it gets out of hand very easily, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Because a lot of pe- families will have trouble and they'll never speak again. I've seen mm-hmm. that happen over a teacup or something. Yeah, son. Can I get le- you some more coffee? No. I could, you've got to leave the lecture. What time uh, do you have to leave? No, not yet. Another half hour, so I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I don't want to take up all your day. Oh, though.
1: no. This is, uh, this is great. <laughs>
0: had had his will made and of course everything was going to Phyllis she was their only child and now I suppose you have to change that because he won't want her husband to get in because he didn't care for her husband so things are going (laughs) to (laughs) be of course they own that land down here next to the Bohannon Bridge and that's quite valuable now you know Oh, the, the empty land down there. Yeah, you know, where the people go swimming and play on that. I bought that for practically nothing because it was way back in the, I guess it was the early 40s. Mm-hmm. The town, I think the town took up the taxes and he bought it. You know, he only paid 70 odd dollars, I think.
1: So that's opposite where they're putting in the new ball field now? Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to be nice down there. You know ball field in
0: town yeah. be fun too. It's nice
1: there. Were there any fields where you, used to go play and roll hoops
0: or no do anything fun like that play games we were taught to keep off people's land (laughs) nowadays things are different
1: (laughs) tell me about tell me about your school days um a little bit
0: um. oh in the little schoolhouse in one room there was the first and second grade okay and, and then in the other room was the third fourth and fifth and the teacher in the first and second grade taught the third grade uh, reading, mm-hmm. so they used to go in there and sit in that room, and they had little chairs like the kindergarten has now to sit in, and then when I first started school they had a crock with a little faucet on it with water, they had to carry the water from somewhere, I don't know where it came from, and then everybody got a cup, every Monday they'd give you a new cup, and paper? they had to call you the week. <laughs> the paper cup? Yeah. For one, do so we didn't have a dipper to dip it out of and drink out of the dipper, but they didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you if you tell me approximately
0: how many kids you you had in one, I know it's hard to remember. Many, but... I, I think there was probably twenty, a uh, twenty-five in the in a yeah. room then. So that'd be first and second in one room, yeah. and third,
1: fourth, and fifth in the other.
0: Because some classes didn't have many. And then sixth, seventh, and eighth. Down, down at Daniel's, at Daniels Academy. Academy. I know when my brother graduated from the eighth grade in 1943, there was only seven, and then other classes were bigger. When I regret, my sister and I were in the same class because she had been sick, and, and 1945 we graduated. There was 11 of us. Now, did you have your aunt as a teacher? No, she that was after she had That's left. Right. Okay. Yeah. My brother had her for <laughs> the sixth grade, yeah, and my older brother had her too. <coughs> but I don't think it's a good idea to have relatives. Were other teachers from? Uh, um, teachers, <coughs> oh. excuse me, just a second. Words. <laughs> Some of them call late at night too. Oh. I got a call this morning just before I left home. They wanted me to subscribe to the Globe. Oh. But you don't want it, right? <laughs> no. Back then, the, the teachers, uh, a lot of them used to board in Brookline, where the Rudder House is now. Some mm-hmm. boarded there with the Kleins, and, okay. then, and then, of course, later on, they, some they came from Milford, and a lot of them used to come on the school bus. Oh. And then I guess some of them did have their own cars. Mm-hmm. Of course, so, back then, they were all, mostly all single teachers, because a lot of the towns didn't hire, hire married teachers.
1: Why
0: not? I suppose they were afraid they'd have have kids pregnant and, and leave or something.
1: That's just my phone. I took it off the hook. <laughs> no more credit card calls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Does do you remember at all your father talking about his school days in the um, in the Legion Hall? In the Legion Hall. Yeah. Did they were they still using slates at that point or did they?
0: I don't think they were using slates. They had uh, paper and. Now did they make their own ink? I think so. And I remember him telling how a boy had stuck the stovepipe with newspaper, and, smoked, and of course when they started the fire it smoked the whole building right out and they had to get out. <laughs> did he have a woman teacher? Yes. And he said they had a big box stove and they put great big hunks of wood in it. And and they dropped them right into one they didn't go right through right down <laughs> the
1: stove. They just go, <laughs> boom!
0: Yeah. Go now ahead.
1: did they, was was part of the deal that they had to bring wood, that they, that the kids traded off bringing wood and stuff each day, I, I remember reading that somewhere.
0: I don't know, I never heard that. Mm. I know uh, they, uh, he said one time he, I don't know what he did anyway. He had to go see a member of the school board before he get back to school. <laughs> and oh, Miss, and I'm sure the person who stuffed the stovepipe stuff with the newspaper wasn't your father. <laughs> and then Mrs. But Mrs. Tucker, she lived where Shuts now. You know where yep. are, She lived there. He had to go see her before he get back to school. <laughs>
1: How long was the school day back then when your father was going? Any know. idea, or how long, or how the school year was worked out? Was it was it adjusted for far? Suppose they couldn't get. Would they go back in the summer?
0: or? I don't know. I don't think the uh, school year was as long then. Who mm-hmm. tells they about different terms? This one? Hire somebody for seven dollars for term. Forty-four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Use of hall for school
0: I don't know where my aunt got that. I, guess. I thought it was interesting. Oh, it's Yeah, This is great. This is wonderful.
1: So, at that point, when your father was in school, there, there were, what, five or seven school districts? Yeah. Maybe even seven, actually.
0: I know when the, my grandparents lived on Aval Road. My uncle, Star, and his brother David, he was a couple of years younger, started school. And they had a walk from there all the way down to Legion Hall, even in the wintertime. That was quite a walk for little children. That is a long walk. Let's go through this.
1: Now, I, I, I know I asked you this, but I don't remember your answer. Um, Oh, that's right. Your mother went to school in Milford Street. Milford yeah. Street School, and then well, up where Mrs.
0: Tommaso lives.
1: That's right. That's right. Mm. And at that point, they were
0: switching, trying to consolidate. Then I think they closed that school by um, right the time she was in school. Cause she would be 84 now. She was living. They closed the Tommaso House School. She was in school. Yeah, that was
1: probably more convenient for her.
0: Mr. Bales, he was a superintendent of schools at the time, bought that schoolhouse when they sold it. As a house? Yeah. Oh. And then he he uh, wanted to get up into the belfry and he cut the beam on the school because they roof and the roof sagged because he ought to have known better. <laughs> so old Mr. Fowle, he was grandfather of Sonny Fowle, you know Sonny. Mm-hmm. Oh, his name was George. Oh, he was Clover Fowle's father. Well, anyway, Mrs. Bales asked him, he, she said, Mr. Fowle, what do you suppose caused my roof to sag? And he said, you know, Mrs. Bales, your husband, with all his goddamn education, he talked very funny, climbed up there and cut off the beam, that's what caused your roof to sag. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the house up by where where Gillys lived used to be a school, too, at one time. I was wondering that because I I know it was in here or here. There was Agnes Hameliski, you know her. Yeah. Her mother used to go there. Who oh, did she? Because she lived up on the old uh, beyond the dump there towards Mason.
1: What was the, what's Agnes's maiden name? Like?
0: Um, uh, Willette. She was. She met her father was my mother's older brother, and then her mother was a Farnsworth,
1: Okay.
0: Old Ed Farnsworth place up there. And they have, and her mother, her grandmother was the one that had the three children that drowned on the way to school in 1896. I didn't hear in this In Spaulding Brook. Oh, well, well, tell me about this one. They they went they. Uh,
1: who were the children? Do you
0: remember? They, they were the F- Farnsworth children. There was Happy and and uh, Annabel and. Albert, I think they were 8, 9, and 10, or 7, 8, and 9, anyway, they went to school, and on the way to school they stopped and went on the ice, and of course they went through. And then of course they, when they didn't come home from school that night, the, the folks went looking for them, and of course they found, they found the you know, bodies there. Now, I'm trying to picture, I'm not, where is Brook exactly? Up near the dump there, that, that brook there. Okay,
1: that's Brook. okay. Yeah. And, and they then, were walking, they must have been walking.
0: They were coming down to go to Down school. to go to the
1: Gillies yeah, yeah. schoolhouse there. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. That was in 1896.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it in the town history. Oh, I And um, then they, uh, when the father heard that they had drowned, he took to running. And they never caught him until he was up in Peterborough. He ran through the woods to Peterborough. I suppose he just went to pieces i suppose that's great for him that would be a horrible now which one is the farnsworth house that's burnt now where was it there's, there's a lane there you know you know where that new house is up there who lives there right the a ways beyond the dump almost to the mason line follow oh, the pinkham's no, beyond there. Oh
1: no, beyond, I haven't been beyond there. So. That's
0: where the pounds House was up beyond it was there. Way up there, then. Yeah, that was quite a walk for children too.
1: Now those three children then that died—they were they, they were Agnes's. They would have been her aunts and uncles.
0: Yeah, and uncle. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agnes would be a good person to talk to, probably. Yeah. See, Agnes grew up in purple, but They moved back. They moved back to Brookline in '37. Father built that house where Schoenle's lived. You know where they lived. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he, they moved in there in June, I think. And he died in uh, December. He had a heart attack. He was only forty-two when he died. Yeah. So, yeah. He was my mother's oldest brother. Okay. My father's uncle, Clark Barnaby, used to run the school bus. <laughs> he lived where Bunker lives now, where okay. they live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that must have been about when? Twenties. Before first, then, I guess. I'd love yeah. to see a picture of one of the first school buses. I can remember him. He was an old man, at fact, when I remember him. He died in 39.
1: Now, who did the school bus pick up and bring around, or did they take the kids to? Well, in the twenties, yeah, because we had what—just be sure—five or seven
0: school districts it? They used. It sounds like them. most
1: kids walked.
0: They did, unless they were two miles beyond. Way back in the thirties, my mother used to drive school. They had a route there in South Brookline.
1: They had one bus.
0: You know, they had just a car because there wasn't that many kids. My father had a big car. And they used to pick up, uh, go up on the Abel Road, mm-hmm. where Chandler's live now. There was a girl there, her mother kept house for Helene. Her name was Black Lackso. And then up where where uh, Dunton's lived now, you know where that mm-hmm. is? Yeah? There was a family there. And then that was it. And uh, well, they used to take them to school. Cause they had it. And then different uh, routes, there wasn't too many, uh, just the outlying people were transported because the others had to walk.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it sounds like most kids did walk, and that's why they had all these separate little buildings all over the place. Yeah.
0: So. And they, because uh, th- their schools were nearer the homes, and that's why they had all these districts, you know? Yeah. know. And, and then, of course when the transportation and the roads improved they kind of consolidated. There used to be a school uh, down on Oak Hill, they said way, way, way back. Of course that was before. On Oak Hill Road? Mm. I don't know where it was but way, way back I guess.
1: Yeah, I vaguely remember. I. I going through the town history and trying to, trying to cite these things, and it's hard because some, you know, obviously some of them aren't around anymore.
0: And some of the roads have changed, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now I know what Farnsworth of place is so that once. That was the Ed Farnsworth, and the Ben Farnsworth is up at the top of the Mason Mountain.
1: Okay. Now is that still around? No, that's uh, That's gone. No.
0: And then up beyond Tondupa Road and Road, there was a big house up there, the end where Brass lives now. It was a town farm at one time.
1: And who lives there now? Brass.
0: Bross. Bross. Well, the original house burned, and they built that small house.
1: And that was the town farm? Yeah. The poor farm? Yeah. Now was that going when you were growing up? No, that was... Was that before?
0: I think 1868 they they, they built that place in Grassmere, and then all the town people went there. That, Rather than have the individual town farms. County farm they called it. Yeah. There's a lot of homes up that way now on Dupar Road. Yes. West Hill is built up too, yeah. yeah there's a lot of neighborhoods now. See my father bought land there on West Hill. I think he bought it for ten dollars way, way, way back. Hmm. And my nephew sold it for a hundred and forty thousand. He gave, When my nephew was born, he deeded it. He was named for my father. So he deeded that land over to him. What
1: was your father's name?
0: Justin Baname. Justin. And, um, my, of course, his mother had it, it the trust farm, until he was of age. And, then of course, he took it over. So I told him, I said, if you'll get a chance to sell it, sell it. I said, don't be sentimental, because it won't make any difference to me. I said, <laughs> <laughs> so he did. He sold it. the taxes were going up and up and up on it well, that's a you know, that's the problem is, you know. a lot of these older people have tried to hold land when they can't they can't afford to pay the taxes on it yeah. that's what gets difficult yeah you know,
1: i think you know currently things are kind of steadying off um, with the real estate situation They may give everyone a chance to catch their breath a little bit yeah you know but it's gone up very quickly
0: in very few years yeah. but the, t- the uh they fussed about property taxes in uh, new hampshire but i said look at the taxes they have in massachusetts i said if they buy a new car they got to pay sales tax and i said you figure it out we don't pay anywhere near the amount that they pay you
1: know it just it all comes on one block, block you
0: know? once or yep. twice a
1: year now twice a year right now we're talking
0: about cutbacks on the kind of the state didn't give the money in Massachusetts, but the money comes out of their pocket, they pay the taxes. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> you know, it is odd that no one quite makes that connection sometimes. You know? I, I said to my brother, he lives in towns, and I said, we're not paying any more accordingly than he is. but They, they have to pay a state income tax and everything. Well, I lived down there for a while. I had to pay it when I worked in Massachusetts. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I will go along, and it's nice meeting you. Well, I appreciate all your help. Let me shut this off.